Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Uh, So I'm coming to you with yet another bonus episode, and this one is really fun and exciting because it's my friend Savvy from Savvy Writes Books and I discussing my favorite book currently. You guys know what I'm going to say. Ponzi-nomics by the incomparable Robert Fitzpatrick. So I'm incredibly excited for this episode. We recorded it last week. Um, it's, It's something that needs to be shared immediately. So that's why it's going up this week. Um, I have all of the information in the show notes. We talk about all kinds of stuff on this podcast. Um, and so again, I love the amazing support from you guys. We just hit, I think, 2,700 downloads. Like every time I do these, there's hundreds and hundreds more downloads. You guys are like incredible. I don't even know how you do it and, and the amount of support that you send my way, but you guys are amazing. So again, I always like to pop on here and say thank you for your listenership, for your support, for your likes, for your shares, for your comments. Thank you for following me on Instagram. Thank you for interacting with my posts and engaging when I ask what you guys want to know and what you guys want to ask my guests. It's fantastic. Again, this is more successful than I could have ever thought in this amount of time. And you guys never cease to amaze me. So from the absolute bottom of my heart, thank you. And without further ado, enjoy. Okay, so I have another bonus episode for you. Um, I'm sure you've been hearing about me reading Ponzi-nomics. Um, I talk about it all the time. It's kind of become an obsession of mine. So I decided that when it was time to review this book, that there would be no one better than to talk to my friend, who is an anti-MLM badass and like a book guru, Savvy. So please, Savvy, introduce yourself and let everybody know everybody know who you are and what you do and why, why I picked you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, I'm Savvy. I run the YouTube channel, Savvy Writes Books. Um, that's where probably a lot of people in the anti-MLM world know me from, because on that channel, I do videos that are like the, the thing that ties all my videos together is it's about being a small business owner. And so because I own a small business that produces books, it ties into book and writing videos and book reviews, but then it also has, you know, business ethics and business guru takedowns and the whole anti-MLM world, because that's some of the most unethical stuff to happen to the small business world in a long time. So uh, yeah, so I am a small business owner. I run a business called Forever Home Friends and we produce uh, children's books, plushies and merch and toys based on real rescue dogs. And we donate part of our profits to animal shelters. So that's my main thing. And then on top of that, I write a lot of other books. I write young adult novels. I have one coming out in June. 
and stuff like that. So I got really invested in, um, you know, book YouTube, booktube, author tube, things like that. And then I also started to get involved in the anti-MLM movement after taking my business to a lot of craft fairs and conventions and things like that, seeing the MLM start to try to infiltrate all the events that are supposed to be for artists or are supposed to be for small business owners and how that just kind of got in the way. And then the more I researched these companies, the more I learned like just how bad they were and how much they take advantage of people who want to become an entrepreneur. And like, I'm always, I'm, I run a, a Facebook group called lady business owners that anyone's welcome to join. You know, I always want to support women in business. And I just really hate the way that these companies try to prey on women having an entrepreneurial spirit. I just find that disgusting. So yeah, this, what I love is that on my channel, when I can combine the anti MLM element and the book element, kind of do I do I have a whole series on there now called anti-MLM book reviews which you know Ponzinomics is one of them I sometimes review books that are against the MLM structure but then I've also done a lot of reviews of books that people send me that like their upline made them read back in the day when they used to be in an MLM they're like read this book and review it so I reviewed like Eric Vorey's book GoPro I reviewed like Ray Higdon's book social media for network marketing I review like all the business guru books like Grant Cardone's books Rachel Hollis's books all of there I've been doing as so I've been doing a whole series on that for a long time and uh that's kind of my favorite thing to do on my channel so a lot more of that's coming in the future guys that's so exciting um so a quick question because you're you do read those types of books did you find a lot of new books to read while reading Robert's books because he references so many sources that he read to get his information I think so, definitely to an extent. I still gotta go, like when I put out my original video review of Ponzinomics, I had this whole joke where I was like, this end note section is thicker than my ass. Cause it is dude, it is, this is thick. <laughs> it so is, so oh thick God. guys. And I love that. So I have not even gotten into putting together a list of new books to read based on the end notes in this book, but I need to go through and make a list. The only other, um, I think book that I had read that took a similar stance was the book Brightsided or I guess in the UK is Smile or Die. But that book, which was all about, you know, the history of toxic positivity and how the positive thinking movement got ingrained with like capitalism and things like that. It was really interesting. And it definitely touched on like Amway and all those kind of companies. So this book felt similar in some of the things that it was touching on in that sense. So now I definitely want to go to the end notes and be like, I need to read all of these more books. Uh, guys, I'm reading so many books right now. <laughs> um, but that's because, you know, I want to do some reviews of books that I know, some that I think are going to be good, some that I know are going to be bad, but I want to tell people why they're bad. So a mix of things. Exactly. So let's, let's get into this. Um, Ponzinomics, like I just said earlier, I'm like obsessed with it. It it's is so literally become like, I feel my anti-MLM Bible. Like oh, it yeah. really is like, I reference it constantly. Um, I had to go out and buy more highlighter colors. I will show you. Um, I'll take a picture and show everybody too, but here's like my rainbow book. Oh, of... wow. <laughs> Mine's really highlighted too, but I just used one highlighter. So I started with one highlighter and I realized, <laughs> oh my God, if I come back to try to find something in all yellow, I'm, I, so I had to break up like certain parts just with a different color, just mm -hmm. so that I would be like, oh yeah, I remember, I, I sort of have a photographic memory. So things I'd be like, oh, I remember the Amway stuff was in orange. And so that I can go back. 
Oh, I know I it was in this section. Photographic memory, but it's gone now. I, I think, don't know why I think my OCD medication got like ruined it for me. But I used to. I used to back in the day. Yeah, I don't know why I just it. don't go in the back and like use the glossary and figure out where everything is. But I just I'm I'm not like that. Um, well, I would get so canceled. Like I'm I I started in the BookTube community, and I still do make content for that community. But um, I would get so canceled if that was my primary thing because of the way I mark this book up is I fold all the page corners and people uh, in the book. Yeah, they do not too. like when people fold the page corners. I but love I, that. I always fold because it's so easy to find when I fold the corners. Everyone yeah. else is like getting like multicolored uh, post-it note tabs, which I uh-huh. think is beautiful. And I like, I wish I was that organized, but I'm like, nah, I just fold the corners. I feel if I read this again, which I probably will, I'll go back in with the rainbow post-it tabs because maybe I should do that. I, and, and I'll just be like, this is the Amway section. This is this section. This is that section. Mm-hmm. Um, it is such a fantastic book. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> there's nothing bad. I have nothing bad to say about this book other than the very beginning was slow for me only because it talked about more of the history Um, and they were names that I was not familiar with. So as I got sort of deeper into the book and I started recognizing names and years and being like, oh my gosh, I was 12 when this happened. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This happened before I graduated high school. Like this was happening while I was in high school and things like that. And, and being able to tie things to my personal timeline and be like, wow, like I, I just turned 40 and like, that's sort of when MLMs became legal was like 1979, 1980. Like that's, that's sort of the cutoff with the Reagan administration. And so I'm like, oh my God, my entire life. And so that really put it into perspective for me too. Like, wow, like it's, this country has been pro MLM since slightly before I was born. Yeah. And it's like, I think that, um, I guess to an extent there were MLMs that were active before that, but you know, the internet didn't, I think there was less oversaturation before the internet. Like when you look at like in the, I don't know, seventies, you'd have a Mary Kay lady or an Avon lady or a Tupperware lady or whatever in your neighborhood. And I think that while I think it did still have the potential to be exploitative, I think the fact that it was more territorial as in like people wouldn't try to compete within the same neighborhood or like you wouldn't try, I assume people weren't trying to recruit they were more trying to sell. But again, I was not born yet back then. So I can't say for sure. Um, But you know, you heard about that all the time. And like, I feel like I'd always seen so many references to MLMs in the media, like uh, my favorites, Napoleon Dynamite, where Uncle Rico is selling the Tupperware, and then drives over the bowl with the van, (laughs) (laughs) smashes it. (laughs) So it's always kind of been there. Um, But I feel like the movement against these companies has really come into the mainstream in the past couple years like it's been recent and so I you know I think that's why people are just starting to learn all about this now and you know talk about like there was I feel like there wasn't there were anti-MLM creators on YouTube over the past three or four years but there there wasn't as much of a community it was just kind of a few people making video essays now there's a community which I love um and I feel like you know the subreddit I think started when 2011 it started kind of taking off really I think within the past few years I didn't find it until then I think that's because I kept searching for it as just no MLM but I was thinking of just no MIL which is like bad mother-in-law stories so I was getting them confused that's why I couldn't find it on reddit for so long um but yeah I got into those are very close 
<laughs> I got into the subreddit a couple years ago, I remember. Um, yeah, and I think there's still so many more um, topics to be covered and so many stories to be told. And it's just, it's kind of been there for a while. And I think a lot of us have accepted it as part of, just part of our system. And then of course that gets into the whole topic of, okay, well, if MLMs become illegal and get eradicated, great, but you're still gonna have the circumstances that put people in a vulnerable, vulnerable position to be manipulated into them in the first place, such as you know, bad maternity leave policies, women feeling like they are struggling to get promoted or return to work after having children, um, you know, poverty and unemployment, <laughs> all of these things contribute to it. So it's like those, those issues will still exist. So I think almost like while I think uh, getting rid of MLMs is an important goal, it's really only the first step. Yeah, I mean, it's, I wish they weren't so, as we learn in this book, ingrained into the government and economic fabric of our oh, entire yeah. country, which is why it is so hard to prosecute them ever. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you, ma you make excellent points that I think a lot of people probably don't think of is, is there is a, a trickle down effect in terms of um, um, things that happen and, and the reasons why people get into MLM. And even if MLM was eradicated, those reasons would still be there. The reasons that, uh, that people are struggling are still there. Um, MLM is just a cultic um, promise mm -hmm. that sweeps in and says, look, we look like a business. We talk like a business, uh, but we're not actually a business. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're a cult. We're going to take your money with the promise that we're not going to take your money, but you're not really going to realize it until you're in too deep. And then you're indebted with us forever. Ha oh, yeah. ha ha capitalism. And I'm like, that's not really though capitalism because that's different. People think that these are businesses. That's the right. thing I'm trying to explain to people is they are not businesses. And that's what I'm going to talk to Robert um, next week on Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Um, these are not businesses. Robert at some point. He's, Ooh, he's so smart. <laughs> he's so fantastic. Yeah. Oh my God. I love him. So um, we are going to talk about that. So yes, um, I, that is the takeaway I, I, I learned from this book where I'm just like, wow, like it is so deep. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just a, how come these aren't illegal yet? Question and answer session. Like it's right. so deep. Were you surprised at how deep it was too? A little bit. I was like surprised, but not surprised. Like I was surprised in the sense that I didn't know it. But when I'm reading it, I was like, this makes perfect sense. I could see that. Like, cause I've been one of those people for a while. That's uh, I don't know. I'm like an internet edge Lord. Sometimes I get, I get <laughs> myself in controversy on Twitter, but like, it's because I'm just kind of like, I'm very skeptical of the government and I'm not, I'm not going to put on a tinfoil hat here or anything, but I've always been someone who's like, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party are cults. And I've always said that. Allegedly, that's my opinion. No one sue me for saying that, but I've always seen them as cults. And so I think that like, you know, there's these weird levels of political allegiance that people have. And due to that, it allows a lot of people, a lot of parties to get away with being so heavily tied to corporations and corporate money. And then it's very clear how MLMs can also get invested in that obviously they're going to have a vested interest in keeping these companies legal if they're financially benefiting from them so i don't i don't know i don't have like sources to say exactly what's happening but i'll say that that's why i wasn't surprised because i always i've always not really trusted most 
politicians. I do vote, guys. I do vote, but I generally vote reluctantly. Yeah, I, I feel the same way, unfortunately. Um, you make excellent points. Um, <laughs> I just, it, it makes me sad. <laughs> like, I wasn't mm -hmm. surprised. Like you said, I wasn't yeah. surprised at all. Um, and when you start to realize, especially what you're saying about the the political parties having those cult attitudes and having yeah. that cult like atmosphere when you realize that like since the 1980s that Amway has been in the chamber of commerce like exploiting and 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 perpetuating the idea that the cult of MLM is a business like literally yes. Reagan put one of the founders Javen Andel into as the president of like the, the the chamber of commerce of the united states of yeah America. i remember I so it's like he's in the cult and now <laughs> yeah. he's telling everyone that his cult is a business so everybody is believing this for the last mm. 40 years people for the last 40 years <laughs> that this this message has been trickled down and and we want and and there's so many fingers in the dsa paying money into these lobbies i i'm working on a post showing where like lobby money goes in in multiple marketing companies oh, on I'll instagram be looking forward to so that. that'd be really That's interesting be really to see useful. i've been doing some research because of robert and going hmm i wonder where the money goes um and so yeah so i'm just it's it's so deep and it's so it, there's no surprised to me that because there's all these money hands exchanging because this cult is feeding it that there are cult-like tendencies and cult-like tactics being used yeah. within political parties because they're 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 being puppeted by a cult basically yeah i mean i even i did this video with the anti-bot where we discussed whether political parties are cults and we used the book the cult of trump by stephen hassan who wrote the bite model um, we used his book kind of as a guide to talk about that, but also tried to apply it across the board to other political practices as well. Basically, you know, what I determine is, you know, not every politician is a cult leader, but there is definitely a lot of cult practice and influence that crosses over in the way that a lot of a lot of politicians and leaders try to behave. And it got demonetized. And I'm like, Google, come on, YouTube demonetized me. It didn't show my video in people's feeds. I got mad. I got very few views on it. So that was frustrating. But to an extent, I wonder, like, is there an incentive for a company like YouTube or Google to not want to show that? Maybe. I don't know. But that's that's just it gets you wondering, like, this book can show concrete evidence of exactly what's happening and how far it goes. And then it makes you wonder, you know, what more is there that hasn't been reported yet? What more is there out there? And I mean, I... I, I'm speculating to an extent right now. And so don't take anything I'm saying here as fact, but I've always just kind of wondered that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely believe there is a man behind the curtain that is yeah. <laughs> pulling the strings um, a little more than the other people that are pulling the strings. And yeah. a lot of these political people are just figureheads and ideas and not actually uh, anything other than that, <laughs> which yeah. you see again in MLM as well, like especially in my MLM that I was in, um, the owner, uh, the, the, the wife, Deanne was the one that was like, yay, happiness, positivity, woo, woo, woo. Yeah. And everybody that like worship her, but the one that was really pulling the strings was her husband, Mark. So, and she's like, I don't know what's going on. So it's like, it's the same sort of thing. Like just because the, that's the person that's on stage going la 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 doesn't mean that that's the person that's actually 
making the decisions. And I I think that's an important thing for people to think. And and again, critical thinking is the thing that I talk about on this podcast as well um, in terms of um, multi-level marketing, but it it works in really any any field that you're going to think about being critical about things. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I just want to say, I loved your, the, the documentary you did with Vice. Um, I remember like I watched that. I think I was, I don't even know if I had a channel yet. I probably did. I probably had like a very tiny channel, but I was just starting to get into anti-MLM research and all of that. And I watched that and I was like, this is amazing because in my, I was always like, Oh, I want to make an anti-MLM documentary someday. And I still, I still might, I might want to make one regarding like books in the writer world and things like that. Um, but I was watching this and I was like, Oh, this is, this is so cool. This is the kind of thing I want to do. And now I'm like, get it. I, now I like know you in real life. That's just so cool. <laughs> People say that. And I'm like, no, really. I'm just a regular person. I promise. <laughs> I, promise. Um, I know. I, I think you're amazing. Um, oh, thank you. I, I'm so not a part of the YouTube world just because I, I don't even know how many views are on my video and people are like, oh my God, your video has this many views. And I was like, it's not really my video. I'm just in it. Oh, the vice. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. That has um, like a couple million views. Yeah. It's, yeah. Fant- it's, it's fascinating and fantastic. And, and I'm glad that it sparked um, a new movement, you know, like Robert and I talk about that a lot, how he's been championing this movement for like 30, 40 years. And um, he's told me that before, like, it's so nice to see fresh voices who are, who are really educating, um, and not just saying they're bad, you know, but really why they're bad and Mm -hmm. what they are and, uh, quantifying them as something that you can look at and understand and, and see, like it has a history and it has all this insidiousness that maybe you should look deeper into. Um, and so, you know, I'm so happy that that, that even if my video sparked just a few people to go, I want to do this too, mm-hmm. like to create the movement and like really this cohesive message that we always talk about, about really it's the education. We can't stop MLMs on the back end. We have to end people joining them by educating them, which mm-hmm. I think Robert's book, even with the, with the warning in the beginning, like read at your own risk, <laughs> which I thought was very clever and funny. It's the same. It's like, you're going to read this book and you might halfway through go, oh my God, what have I been involved with the last X amount of years of my life? And I think it's a great resource, even if you are in an MLM to read, because you should know. The, the, That's what I was saying in the review I posted last week. I was like, doing, yeah. everyone in an MLM should read this book too, yes. because it's like, even if you disagree with everything, at least you went into yes. it informed. You can make your own decision yes, as a absolutely. person. But like, if you can read this and still feel like it's the right decision afterwards, then you're just more confident in your decision. It won't hurt you. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and I, w- and I said this in, um, I think it was in Haley's interview. We we're talking about Herbalife and how celebrities will endorse these companies and they don't yeah. realize they're endorsing companies. And like Cristiano Ronaldo wears an Herbalife um, jersey yeah. and he's, you know, a huge star in the Latino community, which Herbalife is constantly targeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, these celebrities don't know what they're doing. They have no idea. They think this is a business. And if I were to go to Cristiano Ronaldo and say, I'll pay the same amount of money to wear a Scientology shirt. I wonder if he would be as eager to do so. Yeah. I don't know. I I wonder. It's like, that's the thing. Like where people talk about the ethics of sponsorships and things like that 
on YouTube, there's every once in a while YouTubers end up in a controversy because it turns out like a company that was sponsoring them, that company was doing something shady that they didn't know about and things like that. But it's like, people still want to take the sponsorships because to an extent, and again, I guess this is just ingrained in the way that corporate money, it influences everything in the world. Uh, if you want to succeed in your career, it's almost like you have to take sponsorship money because otherwise, how are you going to make a living? So you take money and it's like, oh, well, this now I'm helping this terrible company succeed. But then if I don't take the money now, I'm not making a living. It's, it puts people in a really difficult spot. And I'm not saying I'm feeling bad for like big celebrities, but I'm saying even on a smaller level, like YouTube creators and things like that, it tends to happen. Which I think then, you know, if we are educating people and we are getting this message out and people are actually hearing it and understanding what we're saying and doing the research and reading Robert's book and getting that factual and they're like, that's just your opinion. I'm like, then read the book. Yeah. Read the, read the thick ass footnotes too. Yeah. (laughs) Cause those are facts. Those are not opinions. Those are like facts, mathematical facts, scientific facts, like statistics from years and years and years and years and years of research over many different companies with many different figures. These are not just anyone's opinions. Exactly. That's the difference. So, you know, do it, listen to it, read it, read the book, make your decision. If you're a celebrity or you're, you're someone who's listening to this and you're working for a company that you maybe kind of feel like uh, about like do a little bit of research. And if you find out that someone you're supporting doesn't support what you and your core values support, then you end the sponsorship. You know, if you need to make a public apology, those like, Hey, I didn't know. And I'm going to vow to do better. I think, I think everybody deserves the chance to be better as long as they're continuously being better you know, and not like just saying, Oh, I'll try to be better. Like MLM say, well, we'll, oh, we'll do better FTC slap on the wrist. And they continue to get fined over and over and over and over and over again. So it's like, you know, like if you really, really genuinely want to do better then every day be a little bit better and, and move forward. And I think this book is a fantastic jumping off point. If someone's listening and is like, okay, I think I want to learn a little bit more and figure out where my ethics and and moral code lie in terms of my business acumen and, and what I want for my future and my family. Spring is in the air. And with that comes spring cleaning, especially those closets. I am beyond guilty of keeping pieces around that I no longer wear, I'm hoping to fit into again, or I just can't seem to get rid of for whatever reason my brain uses to justify the hanger space. But this year, I am implementing the one-year rule and spring cleaning my wardrobe with the help of Quince. As a sponsor of Life After MLM, shopping with Quince is a great way to support the show and get some cute new items to treat yourself once the purge is over too. Once you put your seasonal and holiday items in the back of the closet, it's time to purge what's left and see what can be donated and what needs to be retired for good. It's only then that you can organize your keepers and see where you can amp up your style for the coming year. And that's where Coins comes in. By partnering directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing, Quince cuts the cost out of the middleman and passes the savings onto us at 50 to 80% less than similar brands which means you can stretch your dollar and save on great staple pieces that will last through at least a few spring cleanings. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM 
to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but they're still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts, registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See you at the polls. So one thing that I really loved about this book that I actually, it was like the first thing I brought up in my YouTube review that I put out last Friday, um, which is a thing I haven't seen a lot of people talking about. And I think it's because other, like I'm one of the only people in this community who's an author and a book publisher and is involved in that world. This is what really got to me. I love that. This is like my favorite thing. It's towards the end. Um, it's pages like uh, 306 to three, 306 to 308. And so he talks about at the bottom of page 306 saying, during the writing of this book, I was repeatedly informed by literary agents and editors that a true account of MLM must end with hope. Um, he talks a little bit more about, about, you know, how there's a lack of hope in this. And then on page 308, he says, it is for this reason, I did not follow the recommendations of very li- various literary agents, publicists, and editors to write the stories of MLM victims or to construct a positive narrative of personal triumphs. And what I found fascinating about that was then, you know, if I look, just as someone who publishes books, if I look on the copyright page, in, in all my anti-MLM book reviews, we always spend time on the copyright page because I feel like that always says a lot. So if we go to the copyright page and um, it's the book is shows Fitzpatrick management, which I believe is Robert Fitzpatrick's company. And then in the back of the book, you can see it's printed in Moni, Illinois, um, right before I bought it. That means that this book was printed on demand and it was owned by him, which means that he was the publisher or his own company published this book. So that's what I gathered from this. And I found that interesting because when I'm reading in that section about how when he did approach agents or editors or publishers for this book and they wanted him to change things and they wanted him to spin a more positive end on the MLM story but he didn't truly believe that that's what there was that's why on my channel I talk a lot about the importance of small business entering the publishing world because still in the book publishing world five big publishing companies which is now four companies because two of them just merged again recently um, control almost the entire publishing industry. They're called the big five even, and they control almost everything. And a lot of small presses try to enter the game lately with the advent of print on demand and, and ways to sell eBooks and things like that. You get a lot more self-publishing, but the fact was until the advent of that, 
those big companies and their interests were able to control the vast majority of books that were put out into the world. So that is a message that I put on my channel all the time because, you know, running Forever Home Friends, that is my own business that produces books. I'm a small business owner making books and I don't, I don't work with a big publisher. So I always find it interesting and I always love finding examples of people who are like, I couldn't, like they, I, I, big companies and big agents and things like that didn't want this message. I could have altered my message to get that big book deal, but I was more, it was more important to me that this be exclusively the truth. And I love that about this. And I think this is just such a perfect example of why self-publishing is necessary. Because I do, in the author and book world, I sometimes get people arguing with me on that being like, no, self-publishing has allowed it so that people who write shitty books can get books out. I'm like, I don't care. It's also allowed some of the best books that weren't weren't popular ideas or were controversial to get their right. message to the people good who books, needed to hear it. Yeah. Good books so are going to be read. I'm like, that's read the thing regardless, that, that you know? hit me the most as an author. Yeah. Publish shitty books. If people want to read shitty books, they will. If they don't, yeah. they won't. Like, who cares? Who cares? But, um, it's interesting because you say the print on demand, which is something I didn't know. Um, mine says it was printed in Kindleville, Indiana. <laughs> yeah, that's what print. So print on demand. Oh, so that's cool. Like, um, yeah, it's sometimes there are people do it through KDP, which is an Amazon owned company. Sometimes people do it through Lightning Source, which is an Ingram owned company. Like there's a few companies that do it. And I, again, I don't like that big corporations control most of the print on demand, but that's another story. But basically what happens is someone registers their book or uploads it or that kind of thing. And then when someone orders it online, the company, the retailer, which is usually Amazon, in one of their factories, they'll print it at the nearest location and ship it there. So it ends up being the cheapest cost. So it'll have a date close to when you bought it and the a location that's not too far from you generally on there. And that also helps with like international oh, printing okay. and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. I found that that's, and that when it says that that's a good way to know, okay, this wasn't a book that was like, they put out a massive print run and then tried to distribute it to stores in a certain right. way. How and interesting. it also means that this book can never go out of print because if it's printed on demand, right. it doesn't matter if it sells out, you can print How more cool. whenever. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is from December 15th of 2020. Robert sent this to me. He signed it. He sent this to oh, me. I was jealous. <laughs> I really wanted him to send one to me. He though. messaged me and he was he like, hey. He doesn't know who I am though. <laughs> he only knows who I am because I reached out to him last summer yeah um to be on another podcast I used to be on and he was like hey we never talked on the podcast did you still want my book and I was like yes <laughs> can you talk on my new podcast and he's like yes let's let's contact Yay. each other after the holidays and figure it out well if like, you're okay. able to connect me I would love to do yes that, host him of on course my for an interview he's he would absolutely yeah. love it I guarantee it he would oh, love great. it yeah that, he would I, absolutely I love, love it yeah he's amazing um so what for you, I know that you have somewhere to be, but for you, what was the most surprising part of this book for you? Like, what was the most surprising thing that you learned? Hmm. Let me see. What's the most surprising thing that I learned? Let me see. Uh, like, I want to be like, this book didn't surprise me. Like I learned a lot of things from it. I was highlighting like every page, but I'm like, also, I wasn't surprised because I was like, eh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think um, for me, it was mostly like the political stuff. And as I started to recognize names, and as I started to recognize people that I admired that had been paid off to speak at <laughs> things. And I was like, wait, she did it too. And her, yeah. and I started to realize things. And there were other things that I had known prior to this about the political, like big names, like our VP and things like that. But mm -hmm. it was things like Madeline Albright. I'm like, really? Yeah. Madeline Albright. 
I guess really? the reason I would you say I wasn't like surprised that. is that I like in, I inherently hate every politician. Like I, my default is if you're a politician, right, I don't right. like, you're like none and then you have to you have to go above and beyond to earn my right, job. right. I just I think it was just names like that where I was like for real, like. I don't know. I mean, I was young when she was in office and I just kind of thought she was like, she was secretary of state and she was just kind of like this grandma lady. So for me, I was like, she's promoting multi-level marketing for money. What? Just, I think I was surprised how much the connection was like not realizing that was it, was it Ronald Reagan's, uh, uh, chamber of commerce chairman was Jay Van Andel. Was it him? Yeah. I was like, yes, I had just, that was just like, Yes. something I've never known I was like whoa mm. and then he DeVos was, was in his cabinet like I had another one in his cabinet Trump had nominated you know Betsy DeVos right who's part of the DeVos which is the granddaughter right so I knew about that yeah but I didn't know how much political influence yeah. not just the DeVos family but all these other people who were involved in founding and defending MLMs were right. having in yeah I think I would say like I wasn't surprised in the sense that when I learned it I was like mm, yeah that sounds about right but I was surprised in the sense that I was like I really didn't realize that there was that much of it and it was going that far and like how bipartisan it is oh yeah I because mean, so many people because they're two sides of the same yes well there capital. were times that I would like post on my Instagram and it would be things that were happening within the Trump administration that were pro, like were a pro MLM that I was exposing yeah. and I'm not I'm not a political channel and I'm not a political podcast yeah. and I'm not a political Instagram I'm an anti MLM so I, I share and if, if political comes into it which obviously it very much is and people are like MLM isn't political and I'm like read this book no it um, is <laughs> <laughs> I will post about it and I post something about Betsy DeVos in the Trump cabinet and how he's the highest paid speaker of any MLM with ACN of all time. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, Meh. and then, the, and I was like, just wait, I'm sure I'll post about someone else on the other side. Yeah. And then I think the next day I posted about Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris and um, Herbalife. And someone was like, how dare you? And I'm just like, dude, I'm sorry. It's bipartisan. I'm sorry. Your heart's going to break, but these people are involved. And like, you can't say you're this and still praise these people for what they've done. You have to understand that this is, it's ingrained and it's part of it. And so they're always going to be a little bit of bias mm-hmm. when, when, when you say to me, how come things don't get prosecuted? How come these people don't go to jail? How come these things aren't, how come they're not criminally prosecuted? And I said, the FTC can't criminally prosecute people. That was a surprising fact that I found out in Robert's book. I was like, wait, what? Oh yeah. You know, I didn't know that either. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, the people that pay your paychecks and pull your strings are the people that you're regulating too? What? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's why I say I wasn't surprised because I was always, I, I wasn't surprised. I felt validated though, because I've always been like, you know, I always sound like I'm a definitely talking about the government's in on yes. it. Like it sounds, it makes me sound like I'm like an angry radio show host, like Alex Jones or someone yelling these things, but I'm like, no, it's true guys. There have been so many times I'll be like, I swear this, I'm not, I know I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not. I promise. I have the facts to back all of this up. You can Google it. It's right there. I promise. I'm not lying. It's like this, this Friday, I have the second part of my review of this book coming out, which is a discussion that Antibot and I had together. And during that discussion, we talked about how like, you know, with uh, Kamala Harris, 
we're both, you know, happy and celebrating that we do have a female vice president because that hasn't happened before. And that's worthy of celebrating that we're at that place in our country. However, exactly. that does not make her immune from criticism from the fact that she's an MLM apologist, just <laughs> exactly. like most other politicians. Oh my not God, just I use that too. That's what we were talking about. It's like, <laughs> and I think a lot of people want to be like, oh, just let us celebrate. Just let us have this victory. And it's like, I get it. And I, I want to celebrate these victories and I want to, but at the same time, we do still have to remain critical especially of our leaders. Um, I think that's incredibly important. I was critical of Trump being involved with MLMs and connected to them. I'm going to be right. critical of Kamala Harris right. being connected to them. I'm going to be critical of everyone who's connected to them. Yeah. And I'm grateful to know more about it. And I've definitely- Exactly. It, it yeah. just, now I feel like even more um, educated, even when I go to the polls, I'm going to be like, oh, that, yeah. guy's, that guy's in Amway's pocket. No, I'm not going to vote for that. Like, even if he's from my party, no, yeah. no. Yeah, I just don't, I don't want people. Parties. I feel like I, when you register with yeah. parties, I don't know though. I feel like every, like Illinois I have to register primaries. to vote in the primary. I hate that. I feel like that that in itself. That and then in I have itself to unregister again. Because yeah, that's the problem. There, every state should have open primaries. I mean, I personally don't think parties should exist at all. But that's like that's a whole. That's that's along the lines of getting rid of the MLMs. This is stuff that is going to take a long time to overthrow. But yeah. I, yeah, I just, I, I really, I loved this conversation. I loved this book. Um, yeah. I will put the link to the book. It's, you can get it on Amazon in the show notes. If you get the book and you like the book, leave a review for the book. By the way, I just realized I said, I don't, I don't want to overthrow the government. I just need <laughs> a lot to overthrow it. I don't want to overthrow the government or MLMs. No, I no, no. Your word. I meant it's going to take a while to like dismantle, <laughs> but I said, that was the first word that came to mind. So nobody thinks that I'm trying. Is that the word you used? I didn't even, I didn't even think of I it just that way. That. Well, I'm always conscious. I'm like, I'm going to get canceled for something one of these days. And I'm like, oh God, I hope I'm very like, conscious yeah, of it too. That's not what that's not what I meant. Yes. I'm sorry. I said the wrong word. Exactly. And that's another thing that I say, like when you try to be better every day, um, yeah. even my mom uses slang terms from when she was younger that I'm like, mom, you can't say that anymore. Oh, She's really? like, why not? And I have yeah, to educate, you, you know? And so then it's the same with my generation and me correcting myself and going, okay. And then seeing it still in my peers and going, you can't say that. And they're like, but why not? And I'm like, it's the same thing. Like with our parents saying that and they're like, oh, yeah. So you sometimes have I'm like, to, so like, always just be better and educate yeah. yourself. And if someone, and, and if you're seeing someone in the, you know, if you want to comment and, and always come from a place of compassion where like, most likely people don't know if they're going to double down and be a, a jerk about it, then by all means, you know, rage the second time, but always come from a place of compassion. Sometimes people just don't know things. That's why yeah. we educate. That's why we talk about these things. So if somebody doesn't know, always just try to explain in, in a, in a nice ish way, um, attacking will never get your message across. Um, I always want to be better. So if I say something wrong, if I do something wrong, I'm always trying to take that constructive criticism and say, okay, I do that. I'm going to be on mute a little bit more. <laughs> so it's, you know, I, I, so yes, I didn't even take it that way at all because I know you and I didn't even think of it that way. So if anybody did take it that way, do a little bit more, do, take a little more time to get to know her and you'll be like, oh yeah, she didn't mean it that way at all. Yeah. She has gorgeous rainbow hair. There's no way she would ever do that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I wore this, my rainbow striped sweater for you today. Oh, it's super cute. <laughs> 
cute. It's so cute. I love it. Because I love your rainbow sweater that you wear on Instagram and your videos and stuff all the time. And I'm like, oh, I love that sweater. I'm going to put a picture of you in that sweater in the show notes, because I think everybody needs to see how fabulous you look in that sweater. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, uh, What what, uh, platforms is this podcast going to be on? So right now, I think most of my listeners are from Apple. So I didn't actually submit my podcast to Apple. So someone must have. Um, because you uploaded it on anchor sometimes like I am on anchor yeah, that's why I record anchor sometimes just distributes it to everywhere I think yeah so anchor automatically distributes it um to like Spotify and um I think there's like a bunch of different apps mm-hmm. um I can add a screenshot of my in my in the show notes as well as all the ones that I'm on but I also know that I'm on Apple because I think 67 percent of my listeners listen on Apple okay. but I didn't submit myself to Apple so I don't know if someone else did or if somehow they're there's a workaround. I'm not sure. I don't know. Who knows? I, use, I should probably I look into that. <laughs> I don't have an iPhone, so I don't listen to any Apple podcast or anything, but I will be excited for this and I'll share the link everywhere. Yeah. And this is a bonus episode. So I'm going to put it up next week. So Ooh, it'll go up next I'm Wednesday. So excited. Oh, by Ooh, the time ooh. it goes up, I'll have both parts to my podcast. Yes. So I will add both parts of those in the yeah. show notes as well so that people can go listen to your very in-depth um uh, discovery and discussion on Ponzinomics. It is a fantastic book. Please pick it up. All of the information will be in the show notes as well as on my Instagram. You can find everything there. Um, and if you can't find it, hit me up and I'll, and I'll help you. And also you can use Google if you've got it. It's on there as well. <laughs> Very easy to find. Grab it. I think it's like 20 bucks. And I think it's like 10 bucks if you've got a Kindle and you can do the digital. So if you do the digital download, you save, you save 10 bucks that way. I wanted the print one so that I could highlight things. Yes. And things in it and fold and the dog pages. ear the pages. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that too. So yeah, I'm a big fan of holding a book and smelling a book and feeling a book and having a relationship with a book. Um, and I mean, I, I still have my very first cop- copy of The Catcher in the Rye from when I was like 15 when I read it in high school oh that's God. highlighted and dog-eared yeah. and the pages are yellow and it smells delicious and I just I'm afraid to open it because I feel like it'll just turn to dust but <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm not that old no, anyway <laughs> thank you so much Savvy for coming and talking with us Absolutely. Um, you're amazing and I really appreciate that you took the time out of your day and you can get to your work meeting now I'm sorry that I oh real you. quick though I want to plug one thing <laughs> Oh, plug, plug, plug plug away, plug away. I'll send you the link for this just because this is going up next week, you said. So this will still be going on. I have just entered a small business grant competition. And to get to the next round, I got to get a lot of votes on my page. So basically, uh, I talked a little bit about my small business at the beginning. I will send you, Roberta, I'll send you the link to the page. And um, people can vote. You And every individual person can vote once every 24 hours. And the voting lasts until March 24th. So awesome. I want yes. to get people to vote for my page because vote, 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 I really, I really yes. want to, grant money could really help us uh, overcome know, everything that's kind of hit us in the pandemic. Exactly. And this anti-MLM yeah. community pulls together. When I was sending leggings to nurses, they came and they helped me with shipping. And we were able to, I was able to not have to pay too much out of my own pocket to get 
leggings to nurses all over the country. So yeah. this anti-MLM community is amazing. If they can yes. send me 20 bucks, they can vote for you once or twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's everybody support the small business. Yes. Support the small business, the real so small businesses. Let everyone know that. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead and, uh, vote for me in the competition. Yes. 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 Um, yeah. I really want to win some grant money because that amazing. would really, really help us with our budgeting. Right well, now. I think, I think our listeners can definitely help you with that. We are definitely part of the anti-MLM community that supports each other, especially small business and especially other advocates that are out there speaking and preaching and, and, and getting the truth out there as well. So thank you very much. Don't forget to vote for Savvy. Everything will be in the show notes. And um, yeah, like I said, if you're listening to this and you are a small business owner that has been affected by MLM or have any sort of expertise and you want to talk to me on the show, hit me up at therealrobertablevins at gmail.com and we will see you next week. Bye.